Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show with Kelly Buckley, and I have a fabulous guest today. I'm excited to introduce you to her. Her name is Arva Thomas, and she is the founder and lead executive coach for Epic Rise, a premier executive coaching service for women. Epic Rise's mission is to equip and empower more women to occupy executive leadership positions in the corporate government, and entrepreneurial spaces. Using her unique Be Epic blueprint inside her signature Rising Executive program, Arva teaches women leaders to cultivate executive presence in six key areas that allow them to be their authentic, epic selves. Get that next promotion and accelerate their rise to executive status. Arva is an award-winning trainer, speaker, and content creator whose work has been featured in notable publications such as the Washington Post and Canvas Rebel Magazine. She has also been spotlighted on multiple podcasts for her expertise on executive presence and communication skills. Arva is the CEO of Blue Monarch Communications, LLC, which provides an array of communications services, including executive coaching, speaking engagements, voiceover for commercials, corporate narration and audiobooks, and modeling services. Arva is also a brand ambassador for Mented Cosmetics, a budding artist, amateur baker, and avid beach enthusiasts. And you can visit her at visitmyepicrise.com and arvathomas.com to learn more about her, but you're going to get to hear more about her. (laughs) So on the Beautifully Confident podcast, we share women's stories of how they became beautifully confident and what they're doing in the world to support other women. And I thought Arva would be an absolute fabulous model, example, and speaker on this topic. Welcome, Arva. Thank you so much, Kelly. I am excited to be here with you and to have this conversation today. Thank you so much. And our mission at the Beautifully Confident podcast is to help other women feel more confident about themselves, which I, you know, in talking to you beforehand, that is exactly what you are doing in the world. So tell us how you got where you are now, a little bit about your story. Sure. Well, I started out actually as a Spanish teacher and 
I went to school. I loved Spanish. That was my favorite thing. And I decided I would get a bachelor's degree in that. And then I started teaching and I didn't like it. <laughs> I really did not like it. Uh, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy the teaching. It's that I didn't really enjoy that demographic uh, too much. So that was actually, I was sort of at a crossroads there to say, okay, well, what do I do now? I didn't know what to do then, but I knew what I knew how to do well. And that was school. So I went back to school, hit out for a couple of years, got a master's degree again in Spanish. You know, that was my passion. That's what I loved. And as I was, you know, closing out those two years, I was right back where I started again. Like, okay, well, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling very confident at all. And I had a great family friend who had had a wonderful career in the government. And he suggested that I apply for a position that he just saw open in another office at the same agency where he was. And I applied and I got the job. So yay. I was like, okay, this is good. I'm, I'm employed. <laughs> but then when I started the job, I was like, this is not really, I'm not feeling this. I don't, this is not what I meant to do. And my friend gave me some some really good advice. He said, learn the job, contribute what you can, and there will be other opportunities for you to move other places within the agency as uh, time goes on. So, you know, do your best, be yourself. You've got this, you can do it. And that was some really sage advice. And that is exactly what I did. So I ended up turning what could have been like really a dead end job into a thriving career doing multiple various things and actually coming back full circle to teaching. So remember I said, I enjoyed the teaching. I didn't enjoy the demographic. Well, in this position that I, that I had, um, I had an opportunity to do some corporate training do some workshops. And I was like, yes, okay. I'm in my element. I felt very confident. And all throughout my career in government, I'm, I'm a corporate trainer uh, at this time. And all throughout my career, whether I was corporate training or not, whether I had the, the title or not, I always found a way to teach within the position. So that's sort of how I got to where I am at this point, but I'll also say when I first started, you know, the job in government, that was an opportunity for me to exercise the executive presence that I had learned from my mother. So one of the things uh, that you read in my, my bio, Kelly, was about being an executive coach. Well, what I teach is executive presence, and there's a whole story behind that, but, you know, we can save that for later. Okay. <laughs> we can save that for later. All right. Okay. So something I heard you say that I think is important for women to realize is when you went to school, you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do. Right. right. <laughs> so, and, and I think that's so important for women to realize that we may start out not knowing exactly what to do. And then I thought it was great that you said you went to someone and had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's where a lot of women think they just need to know these things on their own, you know, and I, I just think that's great that that you reached out to to find someone to help lead you. 
So I think that's great. And I see that that's, you know, it's, it's you're following that path of, of helping lead others as well. So I think that's awesome. And I think it's key for women to realize it's okay to reach out, have a conversation and move to that next step. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean, you know, wise counsel is priceless. And not only did I feel this way, you know, for school, there have been times in my career when I felt that way. There are times when many times, sometimes we'll just stay someplace that really is not the best fit for us because we don't know what else to do. Yeah. And I have been uh, very fortunate to have some great mentors uh, in my life, starting with my mother, from whom I learned executive presence. So, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, what what do I want to do now? Or, you know, what should my next move be? It really is important to have wise counsel, to have a mentor, to have a coach, you know, to have a confidant, someone who has your best interests as, at heart and who really knows you and can help you come to your own conclusion sometimes. Yeah, I think that's great. And I love that. So can you talk a little bit about, you talked about your mother and that that's what what she taught you. So of course, everybody has a different background. So was it more caught that then taught in your household. Yes, um, what are was. some things you picked up from watching your your mother and and what did she do that she was teaching you this presence? Right. So it was definitely caught. Um, most of it was caught as opposed to ex- explicitly taught. But uh, my mother had a very illustrious career in education and I watched her, I had a front row seat from the age of five, seeing her go back to school and get her, um, you know, leadership. She already had a master's by the time I was two. So it might've actually even been before that. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look (laughs) at the timeline, but she went back to school to get the education that was necessary in order for her to keep climbing Uh, in her career so that she could reach the leadership status that she wanted to reach. She retired as a school principal. And it was very interesting to, to watch her go back to school, to watch her talk to her mentors, to watch her. And, you know, this is all through, even through my adolescence and everything, the lessons that she learned from her mentors, she would share them with me. When she was having difficulty in her career or if she had a dilemma in her career, you know, I I would hear about it. Maybe she wouldn't say it directly, but, you know, I would hear her talking to her mentors and her friends and be like, okay, I'm not sure which way to go here. Like, what's the best way to handle this? So 
seeing that, hearing that, and then the lessons that she taught me explicitly, like, you know, when you're upset, you need to wait before you have that conversation so that you can have a clear head and deal with the issue and not deal with, you know, having your emotions or your emotions to send you awry <laughs> to yeah. make something a more, more complicated than it needs to be, or to make it, I don't know, sometimes it could be even adversarial because if, you know, if you're angry about something or you don't feel heard or figuring out how to diffuse people who are angry. My, my mom went through that a few times in her career where she would have angry parents who were coming up to the school about something that their child had done and, you know, wanted to take it out on my mom. And she was very good at diffusing the situation. She was very good at helping people to feel heard, but also setting boundaries. Like there is a line of respect that I will not cross and you will not cross either. I'm happy to listen to you. I want you to feel heard. And then she would listen to them. And then she would say, okay, well, now that I've listened to you, I would like for you to listen to me. And she would lay it out. And by the end, they were hugging her. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate, you know, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I need, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I need to know that. Um, you know, how she did that, but, but she would share, you know, those things with me and she shared with me about professionalism and how basic things that I thought everyone knew, but when I entered the work for the workforce for real, not everyone did know, like, don't get caught up in gossip, you know, uh, as uh, particularly in the workplace, um, always dressed professionally, um, you know, having the ability to connect with people and have those relationships, but you, you don't go to work to complain about, Oh, my husband, this, or my child that no, because it's not professional. You know, <sighs> you are, you, you maintain your professionalism. There are a lot of little lessons like that, that I learned from her and they were so like inbred in me because I was in that environment, you know, all the time that when I started my career, people noticed the presence. They noticed the, I don't know, just the presence. I don't know what other, what other word to use. <laughs> That's probably um, going to lead me to my next question for you yeah. though, because <laughs> okay. I'm glad you, you started, you know, a, a little bit about that, but I, I love those lessons. Um, so I want to pull some of them out because mm -hmm. I do think they're so important um, that you learned to take time before dealing with a situation that could be confrontational or, right. you know, a conflict. And I think, especially for women, because sometimes, you know, people will put it off on us that we're so emotional and, and that's what mm -hmm. this is about. So taking the time to process something before speaking, I think is such a smart, a smart way to conduct ourselves. Um, and then I loved how you pointed out not, not bringing your stuff into the workplace. Mm -hmm. I think, it's so important for us to be able to have someone to talk to, but dumping it on the people around us 
is is not. And you know, it just it triggered a memory when you said that. Um, I am divorced. And I recall a client of mine being upset with me because how she learned about my divorce was in the newspaper. And she was upset because I hadn't shared it with her. And I said, I can't share all of my stuff. You, you, you guys are here to be uplifted and feel great when you leave. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was sort of second nature to not share my stuff so that they wouldn't feel like I was dumping on them. So mm-hmm. I think it's something that is is great to to be taught out there that we don't have to spill everything. So, right. which leads me to my next question, because I think it's wrapped around it a little bit, um, is what is it, why is it important for us to notice and and carry through our personal brand and image? How does that help a woman's confidence be elevated through noticing? And, and what are your suggestions around that? So for a personal brand and image, and that's actually a part of my the Rising Executive Program that you mentioned in the intro, and it is part of executive presence. You, when I, when I mentioned that, you know, my mother taught me to always dress professionally. Um, it doesn't matter what everyone else has on, you dress professionally. It doesn't matter if, you know, people are wearing sweats and jeans and I remember stories that my mom would tell me uh, at her school, she would institute a casual Friday and the teachers could wear jeans, but she never wore the jeans. Now she would come in like, instead of dressed in a business suit, she would be more like business casual, but she, she would never like, she never wore uh, the jeans at, at work. Hmm. That was part of her professional image. That was part of her brand. Her brand was to maintain a um, a sense of professionalism externally, as well as in the way that she dealt with people. Um, she always, and she taught me to treat people with dignity and to treat them with respect and to expect the same from them and let them know your expectation that you expect to be treated with dignity and respect. Um, that was part of her personal brand. Um, I'd say probably the word that I would use to describe my mother is she's a very elegant woman. A very elegant woman. That was part of her uh, personal, her personal brand and her image. It's also part of my personal brand and my image. If I were to describe myself as to what my personal brand is, it would be um, classic. Everything is always, I'm I'm not really big on trends. You know, if I got something in my closet, it could be 20 years old and you wouldn't know it. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't know it because it it it's um it's classic. In terms of your image, you always want to put your best foot forward. So a lot of times um that will mean not just putting on what what feels comfortable. You want to to uh, dress in a way that will help people to know that you are serious and that you mean business or that you are you are serious about your business, yeah. whatever that is, or you're serious about your career. So you want to dress in a manner that 
that um, that is going to speak to that. And a lot of times when you dress up on the outside, it helps you to feel better on the inside. So I'll share that as a corporate trainer, I work from home and I've worked from home for many years. I have an office uh, downstairs in my home. I'll, you know, run down there. But when I get dressed for work, even though I'm only going downstairs, I am dressed professionally. And especially if I'm going to have meetings that are on camera, I always will put on some makeup and make sure that my hair is neat and that I look polished and well put together. And I think it's very important as as women especially to to do that because it makes you feel better. Now, are there times when I have no meetings? I know I need to be studying for, you know, an upcoming presentation or whatever. Am I in my robe? Yep. It happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I might still be in my pajamas. But how do I feel on those days? I don't feel as put together and confident as when I look the part. So personal brand and image are very, very important. That's great. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, <laughs> I feel like that's such a, a message that exactly like you said, when, when you're dressed like this or that it, either way, how do you feel when you're dressed like that is what right. you are bringing out into the world. Yeah. So, um, you touched on that. Um, so tell us, tell us about your rising executive program. Um, and uh, you know, what, what you're delivering with that and what people can expect from that. Sure. So my rising executive program is for women leaders who are uh, generally speaking at the director level or above that's speaking corporately, but it's also for entrepreneurs as well. Entrepreneurs who are scaling their business, you're bringing on like staff now, and you're moving from the solopreneur where you are CEO, but you are chief everything yes. officer to moving into really and truly being that chief executive officer. So it's more about strategy. It's more about long-term planning. It's more about this is the vision that I want to set for my company. So that's sort of who it's for the program. What uh, What's in the program is, and it, we call it the rising executive, we touch on executive presence in six key areas, and that's business acumen, emotional intelligence, professional and political savvy, your personal brand and image, as we just discussed, your interpersonal skills, as well as communication skills. Now, you know, communication is covered in executive, I'm sorry, is covered in emotional intelligence. So when I say communication in this sense, I mean, your ability to present, your ability to speak, your public speaking skills, your presentation skills, whether that's a formal presentation, whether it's a keynote, whatever it is, that's the type of communication that I'm talking about. Because as I said, I'm a corporate trainer. Yes. <laughs> so it's very important. Uh, it's a very important part of your executive presence, the way that you present and your ability to present and present well. 
So it's not only the outside. Executive presence is not just the outside. It's also not like, ooh, tips and tricks and shortcuts. That's not what it is. It's not what it is. It is being in alignment with who you are and building executive presence around that. And that's what you get in the Rising Executive Program. So what is your internal wiring? Why do you think, why do you do things? Um, I'll share, you know, what what my why is. I am, and it, it was interesting because part of the onboarding of the Rising Executive Program is an assessment. And that assessment will give you sort of like what your internal wiring is and, and how you operate. So your your internal operating system. And it covers your why. And for me, I always want things to be really, really clear. Like I need clarity. So I'm going to ask as many questions as it takes for me to really understand the thing, whatever the thing is. But also how I'm wired is, okay, now that I understand what it is, now it's ready. I'm ready to pick it apart and see, ooh, what kind of tweaks can I make to make this better? So I'm always looking like I'm always looking for a better way to do something. And when I find that better way, then I share it. And that makes me a trusted confidant. It makes me a trusted partner. Trust is what I bring to uh, the relationships. And because I know that about myself, even though I could not articulate that for myself before I took this assessment, when I took the assessment, I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. (laughs) This explains a whole lot. (laughs) That's great. This explains a whole lot. So what I bring to the table in being myself and utilizing this internal wiring, which is how I'm bent anyway, I get to be myself. And when you are yourself and you add to that these skills of executive presence, you naturally rise to the top. You cannot help but be noticed. You cannot help but have influence and impact. And that is what you get inside of the Rising Executive Program. That's great. And I um, I loved how you talked about the quiz that you offer to create clarity, because when we have clarity, we have more confidence. Yes. Yes. And the quiz that I offer is different than the assessment that um, that my clients take as they're being onboarded into the program. The quiz is a free quiz and it is a what would you do quiz. So if you recall that television show on uh, ABC called What Would You Do with John Quinones? And they set up these like scenarios and they set up all these cameras And they have their actors going and then they just sit back and they watch to see what the people will do. And the the situations are many times uh, confrontational or controversial. Mm -hmm. And it's always so interesting to see, well, wow, what is, you know, what are the people going to do? Well, the quiz that I offer is about workplace situations and it's uh, it's multiple choice, giving you the opportunity to say, well, this is what I would do in order to handle that type of situation. Now, are they as salacious as what you get when you watch 
um, you know, what, what would you do on television? No, but they are real world scenarios that you encounter in the workplace. And your answers can help me determine what your current level of executive presence is and what areas we need to work on. Okay, that's great. So that's a, a quiz that's offered on your website? Yes, and uh, my website is myepicrise.com. And the quiz is at myepicrise.com slash quiz. That's great. Um, and if you're listening and you're driving or you you didn't catch that, it's going to be in the show notes. So you'll be able to get that. Uh, and I, I think that's great. So the quiz is sort of a gateway to sort of fitting fitting people in and seeing if they are a, a good fit for, for your program. Well, and actually I have a... Um... I have a, what do you call that? Like a questionnaire okay. uh, for people who are interested in in uh, joining me inside of the Rising Executive Program. So the quiz is just a sort of like a, a check to be like, hmm, you know, okay. And it's it's interesting too, because uh, when I when I send the results out, I always take a look and it's interesting to see uh, what answers the people have chosen. And then that gives me a good idea of, okay, um, sort of what kind of, um, what kind of, it gives me a little insight into your personality as well. That's um, great. And it gives a little bit of insight into like, okay, well, how, how would you handle uh, something like this? And then we can look to see, it gives, it gives the person who's taking the quiz a little bit of self-awareness so they can see, you know, this is how I am. This is what I would do. And self-awareness, of course, is part of emotional intelligence, which is one of the things that we, we study in um, the rising executive program. So not only being aware of what your triggers are, understanding why you do things, understanding, um, you know, once you understand yourself, then you can better manage yourself and your emotions. You can um, get to the place where you can see like, okay, I'm, I'm getting upset about this. Why am I getting upset about this? Because I don't have clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be for me that that would be a reason that I would be getting like you know a little um upset if I'm seeking clarity on something and I just can't get it like mm -hmm. it's there's not enough information or um you know maybe the person hasn't thought through <laughs> that far <laughs> yet and so it creates um uh, uncertainty and it creates a a um a disconnect for me and i know that about myself so since i know that about myself i can take a step back and be like okay arvid do you really need clarity about this particular thing do you need to know everything ahead of time no you don't i mean sometimes you do but in the instances where i don't i can step back and i can also appreciate what the other person's operating system is that's the other thing about really getting in tune with not only with yourself, but also, also other people, 
Like once you know your own emotions, you can recognize them in other people. Yes, absolutely. And if you can get a handle on what their motivation is, it helps you not to take things personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you can manage not to think to take things personally, then you can have better relationships. And what is one of the most important things in determining your your rise in your career is the relationships that you build. So not only with your coworkers and your superiors, but and your mentors, having a mentor, having a sponsor, you know, all of that, you derail that if you don't have self-awareness. Yeah. You yeah. derail it just completely. So there's uh, there's so much to, and what I love about my own program is it really is about being yourself. It's about being yourself. That does not mean that you don't have work to do though. Right. It means that you can operate in your gift. You can operate in your, in your zone of genius and you can add these skills so that that is what people will see. That will be your personal brand. Yeah. You yes. Know? That will be your personal brand. When you add the skills, then people can focus on, wow, you know, Kelly is amazing. You know, they can focus on that and not, oh, yeah, she always rubs me the wrong way. Or, <laughs> you know, she has no patience with whatever, that's not going to be an issue because, well, first of all, when you are operating in your gift and you have these skills that are a part of that, of the Epic blueprint, which is, which is basically what I've just described. It is, they, they just focus on that. You have the opportunity to do your best and to be your best, but you're, you're doing it by being yourself. I think yeah. one of the things that we as women and I guess, you know, it depends too on your personality, like men and what your, what your giftings are. I think, but a lot of times we can be people pleasers. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And being a people pleaser and taking on a mask or a different personality in order to, because that's what you think is necessary to be liked or to be in the inner circle. People can see right through that. Yeah, They can see right through that. And the very thing that you want the most, you're not going to get it because they see, well, you know, she's not for real. Right. She's not yeah. for real. So yeah. yeah, being yourself, adding these skills, professional development, personal development, that's yeah. how you rise to the top. Thank you, Arva. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so... You, you definitely convey a lot of confidence. And I think what you're delivering is, is so important because I think a lot of times it's expected that we as women should just know how to make up and present ourselves. And, and a lot of times we don't, we especially don't at an executive level because it's not typically taught to women. So yeah, I think what you're teaching is, is so important and, and then wrap it around our own personalities and ourselves so that we're not always looking at because I think something that we're taught, especially when we want to to rise is, 
well, just look at the person that's where you want to be and you should get her haircut and dress like her. And then it, it just doesn't feel authentic or right. No. So yeah, I think that's so important, but I do, I love the confidence that, that you, that you convey. Uh, so I would love to hear as our, as we wrap up, can you share with our audience, maybe one turning point that you didn't feel quite, maybe you felt a little, a little shaken in your confidence mm-hmm. and you know, what happened with that situation? Well, um, I shared sort of how I was unsure at the beginning of my career, but I also had a turning point in the middle of my career. I, um, I too am, am divorced, um, as, as you mentioned, you're divorced. And prior to my divorce, though, when we had our kids, I stayed home for three years. So I left my career, a career that was very vibrant, and I was on the fast track uh, in the career. But my priorities changed when I had my children and, you know, I decided to stay home. So being at home for three and a half years and then trying to get back into the workforce, I found it very difficult, especially trying to get back to where I was. Hmm. And that was a bit of a confidence shaker, number one, because you know, fast forward, um, I did go through a divorce and had to start over again. So not only was I starting over personally, I was also starting over or, or at least trying to pick back up where I was professionally as well. And um, I ended up having to take a position that was a little bit lower than where I had left. And I had to build again from there. So And again, now that I was single and a single mom, I had different priorities. So it wasn't all about let me shoot to the top and rise to the top as quickly as I can because I wanted to be there for my children. I wanted to guarantee that I could provide them with the stability of actually being there and not being, you know, gone all the time or whatever would be required as I moved up. So that was definitely a turning point and that definitely shook my confidence. And what I learned from that is that sometimes when things do not work out, it's okay. It's not the end of of you. You know, you can pick yourself back up and say, okay, this is uh, not exactly what I had planned, but now let me, let me come up with what the new normal is. So what's the new normal? What is my goal? What is my vision? And then work towards that. And that's exactly what I did. And now my wonderful twins are about to graduate from high school and they are on their way to college. So for me and my own uh, career as a corporate trainer, I should really say in my, in my government career, I'm back on the fast track because now I have done what I set out to do, which was to uh, be here and be that stability. And now as they go off and they start that new chapter of their lives, I could pick back up where I was. So, yeah, so that was definitely a turning point. And it took me time to get my confidence back. Watch out. (laughs) I got it now. (laughs) That's great. And I think think that's a story that a lot of women can relate to is working, having kids, and then having that decision of, do I want to stay home? What do I want to do with that? 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's great. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And congratulations on them moving on to college. Thank you. We're very, very excited. Yeah. Yes. Um, so do you have any last words of encouragement or anything for our, our listeners? Um, I would say uh, my word of encouragement would be to know yourself and be yourself. If you don't know who you are, take the time to find out. Take the time to stop and reflect. Don't be lulled by the busyness of your life. You know, sometimes you got to pause and you have to say, okay, where am I and where am I going? And is that where I want to go? Yeah. Or who am I and is this who I want to be? And if the answer is no, take a step back and say, who am I and and who do I want to be? And what do I need to do to get there? That would be my word of advice. That's great. I love that. And I, I think the listeners are going to love that. And those are some great words of encouragement. Well, I appreciate you being on here today. And I absolutely loved everything that you had to share. Thank you so much, Arva. Thank you. I enjoyed the conversation. And listeners, um, how you can connect with Arva, check our show notes. There are links in there of how you can find both of us. Have a great day and we appreciate you being supportive of the Beautifully Confident podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.